hope so. Anyway, I love you all. Thank you for coming to play. Uh, for default, Talking Order will use the order of what we appear in in this chat. So that would be Cranky, me, Kai, and then Uni. But like, that's that's wait, wait, we really need wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, I, I don't want to go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's alphabetical, buddy. It just kicked me out again. <laughs> No, 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 that went down for me oh, really no. quick as well. Um, I, Discord looks to be oh, having yeah. um, slight issues with the um, like with the servers and everything. So it might kind of just drop really quickly for a couple of seconds before it comes back. Mm -hmm. We'll just have to hope it doesn't do it at a critical moment. <laughs> and mm. if it does, I'll yeah. uh, deal with it. It's all right. My dignity can take it. I'm at the bottom already. <laughs> Okay, right. Is this adequate to start? Because let's go. Yeah, I'm up. I'm ready. Do it. Hey! Random notifications at exactly the right time. Hello! Greetings to the Bantam of the Opera! And I can't remember how the next line goes, but that's as much as you're getting. Uh, anyway, so... Well, welcome to Toontown. You are back in, in the central hub of Inkwell, where everything is happening. And things that are happening are that it was a dark and stormy night the evening before. Today it is actually scheduled to be sunny with patches of cloud and a light breeze. Um, but what happened last night was events of a sinister nature, because this is as close to a Halloween episode as I could get. And, uh, yes, so you have been summoned to do some ghost busting. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. If we're still connected, yes. Um, so, yes, you have been summoned by a rather irate-looking halfling. He is currently striding up and down outside Toontown's main opera house, which is a very grand establishment bedecked in fine plasterwork and gilt ornate fiddly bits, you know, which would have taken the prop master hours to do, so it's really impressive. This is gosh darn son of a, and he is not happy because uh, <laughs> some events happened last night that he wish hadn't, and he has hired a specialist to get rid of the ghosts that are running amok inside, but they haven't turned up. So he crashed into the nearest tavern, asked around, and uh, put out an advert, basically, for anybody to show up this morning and get rid of them ASAP. That happens to be you guys. So, what do you do? Um, be real, Fred might just, like, start running inside because this sounds awesome. <laughs> Uh, Kuriki is, like, very much a skeptic when it comes to ghosts. Yes, they are aware that, like, Toon, they, they are a Toon, Toon ghosts are real, they're a thing, but also still absolutely a skeptic, and it's just going, okay, th there's probably someone just running amok in there, fine, let's go poke around, and kind of edges their way in. Uh... As for Colin, uh, ghost or no ghost, he wants to get to the bottom of this. So he strolls on in. Uh, so, yeah, Mr. Sonova is uh, 
watching for anybody to turn up. He's he's looking at his pocket watch as well and keeps looking down the street, hoping that the specialist that he's hired was actually going to turn up. But seeing as nobody else is around and you guys seem to be pretty eager, he follows you into the main lobby and he takes a deep breath and looks at you guys and says, Well, you're not exactly the cream of the crop, are you? But you'll have to do. Names? Your names? Anybody? Cranky. You, Tall Girl. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Oh, Um. hey, sir. (laughs) Sorry, you dropped out. I thought I was like, ah. (laughs) No. uh, Colin. uh, Colin Black. Kitty Kitty. Uh, Yes, I see. You're tall. Like me. I like that. What about you? Next person. Kiriki. Interesting. Nothing else to add to that? What's your little floating sphere friend? And also, whilst you're introducing your characters, you can visually describe them. <laughs> oh, you probably should be doing this. Um, so yeah, Kiriki kind of speaks very much in like clicking and hissing sort of noises. Um, so like when they nod over to the little, um, their mobility aid because they only have one arm and I will put some pictures up in a sec. Um, so like they nod over to the little, um, mobi- like their mobility aid and just go Fitch, but which translates to Fitch. I like you. You're, you're quick to the point and you don't say much. I approve. What about you? Very tall person who just about fits in the lobby. Oh, hey, I'm I'm Fran, Fran Caddy. Uh, where I'm I'm here to punch a ghost. So let's let's get moving. Like your spunk. This is good. This is good. And he has a, a really oversized clipboard. You're actually not absolutely sure what this guy is. On first impression, he's a halfling, but then you sort of do realize he has an outline. So you're basically fairly sure that he's a hybrid and uh he goes back to colin and uh is sort of marching up and down in front of you like an officer he says well we've got a bit of a situation in there and i don't mind telling you that they'll tickle you if you give them half the chance so i'm afraid that i first of all have to be sure that you are confident confident and he waves his finger in the air confident enough to take on this mission you Little fellow, I like the cut of your jib. If you had to rate your ego on a scale of one to ten, how much would it be? Uh, ten, sir. Marvelous, marvelous. Also, from a DM's perspective, is that accurate? Uh, shoot, no, I just said that on the I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, an eight, probably. Okay, good, because this will not come in later and isn't relevant at all. And you, <laughs> middleman who is very sort of hmm, taciturn with his words, with your words, their words, their words. Yes, yes, you're there, I can yes. tell. What about you? Like, Kiriki kind of narrows their eyes and tilts them again. When I say pointy, very pointy head kind of forward, just five. Which would be... Well, well, at least you're honest. You'll have a bit of a time in there, though. And you, madam. Oh, oh, ten. I'm I'm here to kick ass, and it's what I do. He looks you from the bottom to the top and sort of nods silently, sort of just not going to question that. Well, (laughs) let me give you the brief. 
So, last night, we had a very unfortunate accident, and despite this, he looks almost sort of manically excited. Uh, but I've got them, I've got them, these ghosts, you know, they've been here for longer than I have. Oh, they've been trying to get rid of me. Oh, they've been trying to get rid of me. But no, they've fouled up this time because three critics, three critics have died under their influence. And that's enough. That's enough. No more traditional ghosts in the opera house. Oh, no! And he walks up and down and jumps up and down a little bit because he's just so like, oh, I gotta get rid of them at last! And, uh, yeah, so he points dramatically in the direction of the um, the theater and says, they're in there right now. They've been occupying the stage for hours, hours, always singing and dancing what we think a stage is for. The stage is for drama. It's for being serious communication of an exact emotional kind like the musical I have planned for tonight because it is opening night and you must get rid of them before then. Also, I have hired a specialist and if he turns up before you finish the job, then he will finish the job better and I will only pay one of the set of you. So, it's a bit of a rush job, so go on, get in there. Time to go in, I guess. Speech, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm kind of just like uh, so in terms of approach. Uh, sorry, uh, yes? I'll pop back in. You're cut. Everyone's cutting out, so I'll be right back. Can I just say I'm really glad I'm not playing Charlie because he would absolutely be making fun of this person so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good, excellent. <laughs> So did much of that get lost? I wasn't checking the connection. I know uh, I heard it came through fine for me. I didn't okay. hear right. any well. of it. Oh. oh no! Ah, I went full ham as well. Okay, well, basically there are ghosts in the theater. No, you can't help that. It's Discord. Damn you, Discord! And uh, we don't mean the tag in the pony cartoon this time. But uh, basically, there are ghosts in the theatre. He wants rid of them, and they have killed three critics whose bodies are still in the theatre because everybody was too scared and disrupted to get rid of them, is the uh, reasoning. So there are quite a few ways to get into the theatre. There's the main entrance that you're in now, which will lead into the stalls, the main circle, and the gods, which is the very, very high up one. Crappy seats, you can't see shit, and the sound is distorted. Um, There's also a couple of balconies, but there are also two stage um, entrances, so you can go around the side and appear backstage on the stage, but you can't access the the seats from there. Mm Okay. When he yeah. was saying, so like you were saying that like all the ghosts were every, like on the stage for the most part, or everywhere. They're on the stage. Okay. In fact, if you listen closely, you can hear sort of raucous singing and orchestra music. Time to go to the stage then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, unless anyone has any objection, it's just going to be like. All right, let's let's just go straight in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, going straight in for Kiriki still counts as kind of like slinking and kind of peering around corners before actually walking around them just out of habit. But yeah, just head towards the stage. Okay. 
yes, sorry, I've realized that I haven't downloaded the images that I need from my own email. Uh, good job, Sarah. Anyway, it's all right, I'll give those to you later. Hopefully they won't be relevant to you just yet. Uh, so yes, okay, so you're entering the stage from backstage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, you do the sneaky sneak. Um, you follow a couple of winding corridors, you go past some uh, dressing rooms, that's the word. Um, again, this place is old, it's like one of the oldest buildings in Toontown, and it looks happy with the fact, because the plaster is crumbling and the gold flake is flaking, and the velvet is a little bit hard-worn, but it kind of suits it. Like, if it was brand new, it wouldn't feel like an opera house. This feels like an opera house. It's very nice. There's <laughs> dust motes, there's cracks in the windows, there's a mouse sort of scurrying past reading the next script for the next play and sort of muttering darkly to itself, like it doesn't make much of this. Um, and yes, you, you come out uh, in the eaves, in the wings of the stage, and uh, rubbing perception, anybody, like everybody. Okay. Uh, this is a game. <laughs> what? What's my perception? Ah. Nope. Second. Wisdom. That's two, I believe. Oh, nice. 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 Excellent. Okay, so Fran, you got a six. So this fits, though, because you're into carpentry, I happen to know. Uh, so you're just really interested in how this place was made. You're fascinated, like, because this is some peak oh, yeah. carving going on here. Really nice work, and you're like, trying to figure out what kind of wood it is. Uh, but fortunately, the other two have got this in the bag with their roles, especially our investigator, Colin the Crow, detective. So I, I can sort of envision him getting out his binoculars, which is completely unnecessary because you're like on the stage, basically. Um, but uh, because, because you rolled so good, I'm going to say you see all this without any noise being made, because that's a 20, dude. Even if it's unnatural, there's a 20, that's really good. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's a big, broad stage, and upon it is apparently a wild tossing sea. Like, this looks like real water. It's not like a stage set. And there's a boat which is tipping up and down madly, and it is occupied by four ghosts, all of whom have red noses, but they're of differing heights. The two that look like twins, there's one short one, there's one fat one. And farther off on the uh, crest of this ship, on the uh, figurehead, which is a sort of cartoonish looking ram, is the most voluptuous, gorgeous looking ghost you have ever seen. She is an enormous Warner kind bantam and she is dressed as a Valkyrie. She has teeny tiny golden wings on her back. She's got the horn, she's got the gold breastplate, she's got the trident and they are all having a marvellous time. Also from where you're sitting, you can, or standing because of that role, you can also see the orchestra pit, which is in the front um, and it does have uh, instruments in it, but it doesn't have anyone playing them, which is funny because they are being played, and uh, there is there is music happening, and uh, the ghost at the top of this ship is singing. 
It's always fun at the opera. There's ballet, music, and high drama. Step out of the wings to swagger and sing and make all your spine shiver. It doesn't matter that we are ghosts. Our merry melodies are the most. The point of the song, the show must go on as long as we are the hosts. The point of the song, the show must go on as long as we are the hosts. And the last line is, is reiterated by this chorus of bouncing ghosts who are swinging up and down and jumping madly. And they have not noticed you. They are just having the best time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you including more and more music in all your in your campaigns. It's amazing. Great. Also, sorry if I'm really shaky today because I didn't have time to do any warm-ups. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's delightful. So it's very warmly, like she's loud, and this is probably why they haven't noticed you because of that twenty roll. Okay. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. I'm I'm stumped. Can Colin Cur- is. I think I don't know. I think Kuriki, like, is Colin going to do anything? Um, no. Okay. While Colin is paralyzed with indecision, then I think I guess, um, Kuriki is kind of just like slaps a claw in his face and kind of just drags it down and just then steps out of whatever shadows they're hiding in and onto like the edge of the stage and it's just make making shoe sort of motions just like shoot come on go go come shoo, shoo, shoo. okay uh can you roll me dex please <laughs> okay this is something i'm like dex saving throw oh dex saving throw okay um please be enough <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of works. So uh, you remember I mentioned there's a roiling sea on this stage, and uh, it really is a sea. It it sweeps you up into it, and you're sort okay. of bobbing about, and Fitch is kind of like hovering above you like this. And it is spectral, but it's real enough to take you bobbing about off your feet. Oh dear. And uh, because it has swept you up and is part of the ghost, effectively... Um, they notice you, and one of the red-nosed ghosts says, It appears that we have company, and I don't mean our own, you see, so let's give them all a hearty cheer and encourage them to disappear. Roll initiative, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Kiriki is not sensible. I do (laughs) apologise. Perfect. (laughs) You appreciate it. I wrote lines for every possibility of how that went. This was the simplest. Oh, so that, did, was, that was good. Thank why you. Why did I roll a twenty on my initiative? Oh, I need to roll for Fitch. Uh, what's Fitch's initiative? It's just one moment. Oh, I swear to God, I think that my like dice were misaligned. If it weren't all like done digitally. <laughs> okay, so I may need uh, all your brain cells to help me with what order we end up in because there's a lot of us here. <laughs> okay, well, Kariki one it has a twenty three, so that's gonna be first. Okay, Kariki, and then... this is always the part which is fun yeah. listening material. I can yeah. edit this out if we want, or you can edit this out if you want. Who or someone can edit this out if they want. Okay, and it's a ghost, and then it's 
15. Um, one sec. Oh, it's 15 Fitch. Yeah, 15 is Fitch. Um, then we have... Fallen. Hang on. Fran, what did you roll? Uh, I rolled a... What was it? A, a six? A five. I rolled a five. Uh, I got the order written out. help mvp to kai once again <laughs> i should like make you a medal or something for all no, the times you've okay. my ass it's okay i keep getting <laughs> considering i'm meant to be like the backup player i keep getting the chance to play in your games so you know what i'll take it <laughs> okay well okay so um this, this works though because you've just been swept up into this mess um, so I'm going to say you're bobbing about just near the back of the boat, just near that, uh, that curtain on the left. And, uh, the rest of you are still on dry land. I should have drawn where the sea is. Um, hanging props, you can see there's these three things that look like nothing, but, uh, one of them is a moon, two of them are stars, and those are hanging from the rafters. There's two backdrops. There's one that fits this scene, and there's another one behind that, but you can't see what that is because it's behind it, and everything else is fairly self-explanatory. Um, so yes, what do you do, Kai? Uh, Kiriki does not want to be in the water. Kiriki does not like the water. Um, Kiriki is going to dig their claws into the back of the boat, or like the nearest thing that they can grab onto, and try and climb. And... and um i will say you have disadvantage because you're in water and it kind of surprised you that it's real um but go ahead uh would that be acrobatics or athletics I think fairly sure that's more acrobatics athletics is more running and jumping so it's fine you you do that uh so that's roll one and roll two uh i get a 12 after rolling a five uh i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna be nice because like you've, you've already had a time like this is the first thing you do and it's like what and <laughs> um, so basically out of a reaction of shock you reach out your spindly spiky arms and uh they latch into the soft wood of this ship which is not surprisingly not uh the hardwood of a real ship it is it's soft plasterboard it's it's kind of crappy stuff but yeah you get a good latch into it um but as you're scrambling up the side you look dumb you look stupid that's the result of it being 12. <laughs> i'll take it because like um, when when it comes to like, please please imagine just a cat that has got unexpectedly wet and is now scrabbling up the shower curtain that's basically what this is. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Um, so, yeah, seeing this, the, the crowd of ghosts just are reeling with laughter. They think it's absolutely hysterical. Um, and the large lady of the fight uh, sort of regally looks down upon you as you sort of splat onto the deck of her ship. And she thinks... You're hardly Gilbert and Sullivan. I bet Rosina would rather run than watch as you wreck our efforts to check the ruin of everyone. You ain't a patch on Mr. Bernstein and not as clever as old Sondheim. So get off the stage, there's no time to waste. Your actions here are a crime. So get off the stage, there's no time to waste. Your actions here are a crime. And uh, she throws her trident at you, which uh, is going to be... Be a D20 plus three. That was not how you roll it, Sarah. Let me try that again. 
this has a new keyboard as well so i'm like what is this that okay that misses spectacularly yeah. it sort of thunks into the, uh, the high plasterboard uh, back of the ship and interestingly the front of it crumples the prongs crumple because it was made out of papier-mâché so that happens completely harmless and apart from your dignity being in tatters nothing else happens so uh it is now fitch's turn uh fitch is going to quickly come up and hover next to kariki and try like because fitch can't attack fitch is basically just there to help kariki and follow kariki's order orders so fitch is going to try and help um kariki back up to standing so at least when they start their next turn they're not prone <laughs> Good, good. That's fine. That's that's a very good use of that action. Uh, okay, so next it is the other ghosts. So, um, yeah, they are... I'm going to say that they've basically clocked on to the fact that there are other people now, um, but mostly they're concerned with this goof that's appeared on their ship. So they're basically going to surround you, and they start sort of doing a silly can-can dance, so you think you're that? Yeah, let's try that again. So you, th so you think that you're the superstars with that attitude? You won't get by. It's a risk you take, ignoring us. Here we come. We are the chorus, and they can can kick you in a circle. And um, <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, I'm gonna say that you need to make a dex saving roll. Lighting up the cranky because the Discord is really being mean to them. Yeah, uh, it's sometimes it's fine, but then it cuts out almost completely. I think you might okay, have something. Uh, so yeah, Kai. I think you might have something going on with your um, internet, cranky. Yeah, that's that's probably it. It like cut out completely. Yes, uh, not yesterday, but like a couple days back. So I'm worried that might happen again. Oh dear. Oh sorry, sorry, are they, anyway, were they... Uh, yeah, Kai. So, um... Oh sorry, they're attacking Kirky. Sorry, sorry, I thought you said they oh. were attacking the other people. Um... Oh, okay. Shit. Oh, you're the only one on the ship, so oh, everybody sorry. else is fine, but they have surrounded you, so all four of them are can-can kicking you with their ghostly big goofy feet. Yeah, I might, so, so it's I'm making a dex... a dex saving. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, dex saving. I'm not getting very good rolls at the moment. Not bad! Okay, so... Um... That's not bad, that's not bad. Uh, so two of them miss you because uh, one of them is very, very short and one of them is uh, slightly more sluggish than the others, so it's fine. But two of them, the twin ghosts, do actually manage to kick you. And uh, they do... Okay. I've never rolled one of these before. It's much more satisfying. They do five. They do five ghosts. <laughs> damage uh, and as you may have observed this this isn't very much but guess what these are ghosts so their legs go straight through you uh the other result of it however is you get ectoplasmed so you are now humiliated and slimy <laughs> this is amazing because kuriki is like this like the serious and dour character and has been humiliated and covered in slime, and we're already like five minutes into this. This is amazing. 
fantastic. Because things are going so badly for you, Kiriki, I'm going to say that you've lost ego point for that, so you're now down to four ego points. How many did they start with? Five. Like, <laughs> Kiriki doesn't have that much of an ego. They're not full of themselves. Our, our ego points. <laughs> okay, uh, Fran, I believe. Oh, no, it's Colin. Colin, it's oh, your it's, go. It's Colin. Oh, we, where's Colin? <laughs> Okay, we're back to the same time, So, yeah. I don't know. You can see everybody. Like, they're in range if you want to fire a crossbow at them. But, yeah, you have you basically have the advantage of not being paid attention to very much. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, I assume the twin ghosts, I think, are next to Kariki, right? All, they're all around him. Okay, uh, Col 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 Colin's, Colin's shooting one of them because he has, uh, I think, yeah, he gets sneak attack. He's partially a rogue. Yeah. So that's the, uh, yeah, first I gotta roll to hit. Blah. Wait, that's not that's Good. not right. <laughs> oh, how unfortunate! That would have been amazing. Sorry, we thought that was kind of funny for a while. That's still that's pretty that's still amazing. Still extremely still good. Pretty good. Uh, so that yeah, you you get him. That's you get him. One d eight plus four plus uh one d six extra damage. Uh, yeah. Nice. Wait, what? Yeah. Am I? Did I do that right? The equation. Okay. Look. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. That. That's. I'm gonna say yes. I can't yeah. be bothered fighting with Discord yeah, today. No, it's, it's. We're already having a time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it looks okay to me. I don't care. Um, but the thing is, you you shoot them, but good. Uh, these, these are ghosts. Are ghosts. So it uh, it the uh, crossbow goes bang, and the bolt goes shum, and the ghost's nose comes off with the bolt and goes da -da 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 -da, and hits the uh, main mast of the ship, and he looks really surprised for a second, and then falls over laughing because it's it's a huge gaff, and they kind of love you for that, <laughs> um, but he only takes, actually, half of 13 isn't everything, so I'm going to do half of 14. So he only takes 7 damage, but like he doesn't even really give a damn about it, but um, yeah, so they have noticed you as the result of this, and yeah. he's minus his note. Okay, it's Fran now. What are you gonna do, girl? Fran is so into this, so she is going to take a uh, running jump to try and swing over to the boat on one of those hanging like stars on on the stage. Do it. Yeah. I want to say what is that? Roll, roll athletics, or roll yeah. athletics or acrobatics. You you choose. Boop. 
That's amazing. Okay, you, you do like the cool sort of oh, and grab one of these things. You, you don't even have to jump for it because of your big, beefy arms and you're so tall. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you swing up, you do a double flip, and you do the perfect like Olympics landing with your arms out. And all of the ghosts, including the lady, go, oh, big, oh, big. <laughs> and uh, because that was so good, I'm going to say. But uh, yeah, you, you are totally allowed to attack as well. And you're a fighter, so you're probably able to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, she she makes her cool landing and her war hammer whips out of her sleeve. And <laughs> she makes an attack on uh, one of those twin ghosts. I'm going to say, like, Hang the, on. the one that's closest... The one that's closest to you is uh, the band of the opera, so she's standing the closest to you. Okay, then yeah, I will. I will take a swing at her because yeah, she she kind of draws attention. Is <laughs> the lead off? Oh, not so much. Advantage because they're all clapping. Okay. So I wanted this to work. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, that hit. Yeah, that's better. Okay, nice. you splat the ghost. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, one, D, eight, plus two. Bam. Well, no, wait. I gotta right. do the exclamation point. I always forget that. There we go. Nice. Okay, so uh, you do the whack-a-mole. And uh, she she goes kaboom, boing, and uh, it basically bounces back off her. But uh, she, uh, as opposed to the other one, looks a bit affronted by this um, attack, but uh, it's not her go. So she just sort of wobbles comically up and down, and that's that's what happens. Because you've got a bonus action. <laughs> oh, you've got bonus actions because you're a fighter, haven't you? I do actually. Uh, oh. Yeah, let's okay, see. Ladies. I will. I will use a menacing attack. So Ooh. the uh, phantom needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Interesting. She's too bad at that. Actually, she's got a plus two. Twelve. Um, and that, that means she, she just makes it, uh, so she has, she has not been frightened, but, ah, uh, yes. And, and, that friend, uh, and then Fran will yell, you'll quit hucking the stage spotlight. You may be ghost, but I'll give you a fright. <laughs> oh my God. That was great. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Good. So, do you roll any damage? Uh, no. That that was just uh, right. seeing it, if she made the throw. So, yes. That was very cool, though. <laughs> okay, Kriki, uh, it's you. Okay, Kriki is like outraged, covered in slime, and very much not happy at the moment. So, they're going to slash out with their claws at just the nearest ghost. And I made their claws basically equivalent to a short sword because sharp and pointy, if that's okay. So, uh, D20. Uh, I'm just going to roll a D 
or to see which one you hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the short right. one. If I hit, that's the question. I think I hit. I'm fairly certain I hit with Ooh, 21. I think you're pretty sure <laughs> one will do it. All right. So it's 1d6 plus 3. Uh, I deal 7 damage. Just like but right. much the same as the bolt, your You go. Something else? No, you're not gonna bolt. Okay. Um yeah, so much like the bolt from Colin's crossbow, uh your claws go and they go through this teeny weedy ghost and they are sliced like sliced bread and the three parts of him go chunk 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 onto each other and sort of slide onto the floor and he says, Hey, that's rude. He's like, you kicked and, uh, me. Oh, it's the ghost's turn. Oh, it... I was like, you kicked me. Have you got me. any bonus turns you want to take? Um, I think, yeah, as, as a bonus, <laughs> I think I'm going fair. to... Actually, yeah, you know, you know, actually, as a bonus, I'm going to um, use my cunning action to disengage so I can then kind of run away from the middle of this group of ghosts without getting, uh, without taking it's any... Fine. Um, attack of opportunities. So yeah, I'm gonna disengage and then just move away from the massive group of ghosts. That's fine. I'll send you sachet on over to the main mast and somehow slide between this uh, quartet of ghosts so that you don't get slimed again, but you're still a bit sticky. Um, okay, so the uh, the large lady, uh, the lead lady, uh, sort of breathes and looks sort of a little bit sort of surprised and says hey steady on now that's quite enough there's no need for you to be so rough we did nothing wrong by singing a song we didn't want this cups. we aren't the villains we think we are we kindly phantoms of opera if you want to save us all today you're close but there's no cigar if you want to save us all today they're close but there's no cigar and so saying they all disappear cackling madly into the rafters. Kiriki peels oh, and that kind was of exciting. tries to scrape slime off themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was interesting. Don't like opera. <laughs> uh... I haven't been to opera much. That's... I mean, it's not generally my scene, but gotta gotta say, they do know how to throw a party. Debatable. Thank you. <laughs> Has the um like the sea and everything calmed down as well now? In fact, you see it sort of fade slightly, but it sort of also calms down as it goes shh, 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 and falls into, as it appears to sort of sink into the ground. And as it does, the orchestra instruments sort of go out of tune and drop to the floor. And because you're looking in that direction, uh, you can now see, uh, albeit you're a little bit dazzled by the spotlights, you can see in the stalls that there are three figures sitting in the chairs. Oh, right. Dead bodies. Cool. Let's go uh, check those guys out. Yep. Oh, okay, y'all have a 
Okay. Um, I'm gonna ask you to roll investigate or perception, like one of those. Well, investigation. Investigate, actually. Let's be... Yeah, investigation's more like taking a specific close look at everything. Yeah, that would be this. Love that Colin's a detective and has a minus one. He's, he's got a <laughs> minus three Ooh. intelligence. Like, leave him alone. Nice. I should oh, actually. Honey. I should actually probably roll for Fitch as well because, like, considering like health oh, aid yeah, robot, yeah. probably gonna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go with Kuriki's roll. See, because that was better. <laughs> combined brain cell uh, you all have a good bodies so you figure out there are three of them congratulations two of them are human one of them is tune kind and appears to have a typewriter for a head um, but even though there's no discernible organic form uh, with his tongue sticking out from between the keys uh, you can tell even so that this is a dead tune which is really quite sad actually now that I say that out loud um, and uh, yeah they're all collapsed and stiff and uh, yeah so they've been here for a couple of hours um, we can't particularly tell what the cause of death was however um, but Kiriki is good because you uh, find something odd about this because you had the best role and you've been slimed. None of these bodies have any sign of ectoplasm on them. Kiriki pokes one. Kiriki kind of just like pokes the toon's arm because it's really weird to see an actually dead toon. Uh, uh, swings in a slightly exaggerated way. There's some nice overlap there, but um, it's, it's <laughs> life less. Life less. Does the typewriter tune have any uh, paper? Now you're thinking. Okay, uh, because you did a smart, I'm going to say, and especially because you're a detective, you see that there is nothing on the paper, but you can tell that paper has been removed from the typewriter. Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, So the guy who hired us did this, right? We can can all agree on that. If not him, then expert. Uh-huh. Like putting quotation yeah. marks around uh... that word. <laughs> Probably It's it's yeah. They're they're tunes. They know their genre work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Fran, um... Fran, how loudly do you make that accusation on the uh, manager's part? Oh, she says, like, she says at full volume. <laughs> like, she has no reason to, like, be like, we, we're, we're here to beat someone up. If it's the guy who pays us, so be it. <laughs> you, you hear that echo around the circle and the upper circle a couple of times, like, the manager, the manager. And uh, because of this, you get a visitor. So behind you, there is a ghostly apparition, and it is the Phantom of the Opera. She has come to see you, and she looks rather proudly at you, and she's especially impressed with you, Fran, because you're one of the few people who is as tall as she is. So, you know, there's a sort of immediate camaraderie that sort of happened, even though you whacked her with a hammer, and she says, well, I didn't think you would catch on so quickly. Oh, yeah, I'm like, 
super brilliant. Kiki <laughs> just gives you the side eye. <laughs> Like, you were definitely what? correct when you said at the beginning that you had 10 ego, but they're not going to say that out loud, but they're thinking it. <laughs> I mean, you could say it out loud. She would not deny it. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions for your witness? Uh, so... He he's the did he's the one who did this. How how did this happen? Wouldn't be any fun if we told you. Now it wouldn't be any fun at all. <laughs> and you. Oh, you're right. It would be a really short like, session. Around like variously draped over seats or hanging from the chandelier. They look like they're voluntarily going to be very helpful. They are ghosts. That's yeah. I, we we do have to have an actual session here. <laughs> um, do do any of the ghosts resemble any of the dead critics? Question, but no, none of them do. Fair enough. Kiriki's going to kind of like while you are talking to ghosts, then Kiriki's gonna kind of poke at the at the more human bodies and see if there is an obvious cause of death. Uh, sure, if you're looking very closely at one of them, which, which one? Because there's two humans, there's a female and a male, they're both old, one is in their 60s, one is probably 50s. Like, uh, Kuriki's checking over both of them. Okay, um, roll me investigation again. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Okay, um, so usually when bodies have been stiff this long, uh, they go under rigor mortis and you get this kind of fake smile. These two don't have that. They have a kind of grimace. And for all they are like sitting still, they're kind of slumped, really sort of slouched back in the chairs and their arms are like dropped down. And for all the world, they look bored. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> Colin, do you I want to do this? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's no hurry. It's just if you wanted to have one. <laughs> no. Uh, how about you, Fran? Um, what do? Um. So, Fran is going going to uh, ask ask the ghosts. Uh, so, how how long have you guys been here? You were here before this happened, right? Yeah, we've been here for years, lads, and we oh yes, oh yes, and uh, the four circling around are like, yeah, when was that? Was that eighty years ago? No, I don't. <laughs> God, Cranky, this an amazing drawing. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some video editing stuff. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, and yeah, they're floating around trying to decide when it was that they died. They've clearly been here for a while. And the uh, the Bantam of the Opera sort of stamps her foot slightly and says, it's 
been for you traps ninety years. I, however, have been here far longer. And she kind of lifts off the floor because she's so proud of the fact that she's been here for so long. I was killed on the opening night of this opera house. And she drifts higher and circles the chandelier and says, Oh, it was a beautiful evening. I just sang the last aria. And as you say, it's always over when I've sung, and it certainly was. My voice was in top form, and it shattered the chandelier, and it crashed down upon me. Oh, it was a wonderful way to go. And she comes back down and sort of stands on the back of the seats that are in front of these corpses and said, Not like these three, gosh. It's like, what were they watching? The ghosts all kind of wince and look at each other, and uh, one of them takes their hat off. Uh, this is the one without the nose. They left it on the ship just to, you know, <laughs> sell the gag. Um, and kind of it, fiddles with his hat. Oh, it was a terrible shame. They should have never allowed it. No, they shouldn't. Mouse that had been walking past you earlier with the script has appeared <laughs> and is uh, sort of agreeing with what's going on. Oh, no, it's a, it's a terrible proposition. Put it on, nation, put it, it ought to be illegal. Well, that's why we were occupying the stage, my dear. Yeah, I don't want to see any more of that. None of that. But they're going to do it. They're going to make it opening night tonight. We've And they're all kind of talking to each other. They're kind of ignoring you now because they all know what they're talking about and you're kind of outsiders. So they, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and guess, uh, they, they went the worst possible way for a tune to go. They died of boredom. Yeah. <gasps> they all gasp dramatically and say, yes, oh, it was dreadful. They were reviewers, you see, it was a critic's viewing of the latest play that dreadful manager has concocted. And, uh, yeah, they're all sort of shaking their heads. This is dreadfully sad. And um, because, Cranky, you've drawn that marvellous piece of art and uh, it depicts our favourite detective looking more closely at our deceased object, Toonkind, uh, could you roll me either investigation or perception again? Yeah. Uh, I'll do perception because... Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really love that you totally nailed what they look like oh great that's excellent okay so with the 17 you you have a flash of inspiration because of all of your uh noir detectiving uh experience or at least knowing the tropes and you open up the front of typewriter face and lo and behold there is the tape that um you don't have the paper that was written upon, but you have the negative imprint of this typewriter's last message on this piece of uh, ink tape. Oh, if you hold it up, you hold it up to the light, and through it you say, "Oh God, grief! This is the worst thing I have ever seen. It is apparently a musical about accountancy. Never seen the like. Oh God, I'm going. I'm fading. I have been bored. <laughs> no doubt the writer of this piece. And it sort of ends with a sort of multiple eyes and then it, it just ends. 
<laughs> hmm. Is the mouse still there? Yes, the mouse is still there. Say, that paper you were uh, scoffing this? at earlier. Oh, this? Yes, no, I got it from one of the dressing rooms. You can have it. It's not worth the paper it was written on. And uh, yeah, the, the mouse, with some effort, hefts this this incredibly thick sheaf of paper at you. It's like five times the size of this mouse, and it looks like a phone dictionary. It's so thick, and yes, it is called "The Life of Accountancy," a musical written by Sonova. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> um, could I get kind uh, of just a yeah? I guess. Uh... Colin is already bored looking at the title, so he doesn't dare look inside. <laughs> Probably wise, kind of... I would have had to make you uh, take some psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty taps on like the ink tape um, that like Franz got in her hands, and just goes like, "Police!" It's like, "Take it." Do we take it to the police? Just go like, "Hey, this was a scam." Well, I mean, the the guy wrote a, a really bad play. It, I don't I don't know if that like actually qualifies him for murder. Gestures but towards the dead bodies. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm not I'm not paid enough to to care. In fact, I think we might not be getting paid. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what what are you going to do? I think we're taking the play and the ink tape to the police because this seems like proof of what went on here and it wasn't the ghost's fault. Although, because that's kind of... We were told to deal with ghosts. We weren't necessarily told to deal with specifically a murder. This isn't our job. We're not paid enough for this. It is now okay. my honor to solve this murder, and we kind of have. Yeah. <laughs> um, as as you're sort of making up your minds, the the main doors to the the stalls, which is where you're standing, open, and the ghosts all disappear with a sort of noise, and the mouse scurries back into its hole. And before you comes a very humble looking figure, not dissimilar from. Um, Goshtan Sonova, but different because she is uh, hurrying towards you. She has horn-rimmed glasses, mad bush of ginger hair, like it just frames her face like a golf ball. Um, and she's sort of scurrying about, looking for something, and then notices you guys and says, oh! Oh, you found my script! I've been looking for that everywhere! I need it! I need it! I need it! Can you give it to me, please? Um, well, uh, this is uh, evidence for, as you can see, uh, Colin just kind of points to the uh, corp. They're still next to the corpses, right? Or yeah, are they not? And, and, I, I can't tell. I think, oh, well, you're not. You're not. Okay. I think, uh, describe, I think, describe I think where we, you all are, actually. Yeah, I think we were still pretty close to the corpses. Uh, I guess we were like making our way like back out to the exit. Yeah, probably. 
Uh, well, let's say you're near them, but you're actually in the aisle, so you're you're not like penned in yeah. by the chairs. And she yeah. scuttles up to you and says, what? "Evidence? Evidence for what? Don't be ridiculous! You know my brother owns this place. I'll have you turned out." We know. We're leaving anyway. Will be. Give me that piece of paper. Well, there's several many hundreds of pieces of paper immediately <laughs> uh no i i think the answer is no nope are you sure about that and a hand taps you on the back of your shoulder bran and you turn around and see all three of the critics have stood up oh. and they don't look particularly healthy, they're certainly not alive, uh, and there is a sort of faint purple aura surrounding them, and the double doors that had opened to admit the entrance of Heck of a son of a, who is uh, the young lady in front of you, who is the, uh, the writer of this magnificent piece, uh, sort of scowls at you and says darkly, you give me that script and say nothing more about this, and nobody gets hurt. They, they got hurt is the thing, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, water under the bridge, except uh, dead bodies are in the water, so no. Gross. <laughs> like, just... Um... Kind yeah. of like hissing <laughs> at the obvious necromancy going on here. <laughs> um, make an insight check, all of you. Okay. Uh, yes, my greatest skill. Insight. Oh! Nice, you got it, though. Nice. Hey. Wait, which one is... Oh, no. <laughs> uh... That's really good. Yeah. Oh, there we go. The, the bottom You're... one is mine. Yep. Yeah. Colin and Fran particularly get this, but Kariki, you've got all the evidence. And uh... <laughs> so, yes, you deduce that the death of these critics was perhaps a test to see whether this play would succeed. And as a necromancer, what's more useful than an entire orchestra house full of bodies that have died. And uh, yeah, so this necromancer, heck of a son of a, is uh, definitely has written this piece on purpose to kill masses of people by boredom in a way that, you know, is hard to prove and therefore basically acquire an army. It's time to roll initiative. Oh, no. just, oh like, yeah. While, while, in, like, while everyone's preparing for a fight and this realization is happening, like, Kiriki just stares at them and goes like, cemeteries exist! <laughs> <laughs> nice roll, friend. Okay, and Help me keep track of these. That would be super helpful because, uh, yeah. Well, that's going to be a straight 20 for those guys, isn't it? Okay. Um, here we go. 
Okay. Uh, was that Fitch or? That was uh, second Kiriki one was Fitch. 20. Second one was Fitch. So somehow Fitch gets okay. to go first, I guess. Uh, but it seems to be. I guess so. Nice. Fitch ran. Sorry, I'm just typing up everyone's roles. Yeah, that's really, really helpful. I'm trying to write it down, but uh, it will be most welcome. Yeah, I was, I was like in the mode of like, you know, uh, this could be a weapon of mass uh, murder, but I'm just going to give them an assumption that. It's just oh, wait, a bad play and an accident. Miss Colin, I'm sorry. We got I think. Oh wait, Mod only actually rolled twice. Wait, yes, no, no. Mod they, did roll three times. No, I missed Colin. I did. I did. There's there's quite a lot of things I have to keep track of for this one. <laughs> okay. Oh, right, sorry. Um, in that case, Colin actually goes before. Um. 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 Colin goes here. Okay, that's there we great. Go. Ooh, you've got quite a good head start. That's nice. Okay, so uh, basically the situation is that you're, I mean, using the, the model that we had before, you're not too far off from the orchestra pit. You're in, let's say, the central aisle because I made up an orchestra that has a central aisle in the stalls, which shouldn't exist, and there's an abomination, I apologise. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're, you're around there. The three Zombos are in the second or third row back? Second row back. Um, and, yeah, they're all sort of groaning and lumbering about, but you can hear something else from somewhere else, but you don't know what that is yet, and you have the necromancer standing in front of you. Oh, lovely. Cool. That you're surrounded, like you have the zombies behind you and you have her in front of you. Okay. Um, Fitch is first. Fitch is going to hold its action until it goes after Kiriki, so the actual updated order of things would be a little bit different. So, Fran, you're up first. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Fran is going to use her hammer on the lady because she's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll do. Yep, yep, you you hit her. You hit her very good. And again, um this this lady is a halfling, but appears to be Toonkind as well. She's uh, a half halfling, half Toonkind. Okay. The um, animated Lord of the Rings, and you got that. <laughs> um, and I will make it. Yeah, hold on. So it's only three damage, but I will spend another superiority dice to make it a precision attack. Um, and that will put another d8 in the damage boop so she takes a total of seven damage she she doesn't look particularly impressed about this especially because of the whole scale situation that's going on but she basically hisses 
at you, and uh, that's as much as her turn will allow. Friend hiss is back. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, it's Yogo. Uh, Colin, uh, oh, go uh, good old crossbow. Can't go wrong with a crossbow, Can't but you can. With... But I uh, <laughs> hope you don't roll a one. Yeah. Uh. So that's the. Uh, why isn't that working? Yeah, that's that's an eleven. That's that's below her AC, so you can't. That's okay. that's a that's a miss. Okay. Uh, do you have a bonus action? Uh, I don't think I have a bonus action. Oh wait, no, as in like what to do for bonus action. Uh. I can. I can. Okay, no, that's an action. Uh, mm-hmm. So no, nothing. Okay, okay. So yeah, Colin swings around and goes kapin, uh, but sorely overestimates where her head ought to be because you know, for an average person, it would be higher than that. But uh, yeah, the the bolt goes, and you hear from very far. Off, Ow! Sorry. Uh, yeah, then it is my go. So, uh, yeah, the person that actually successfully attacked this person was you, Fran. So, uh, make a constitution saving throw, uh-huh. please. Okay. Uh. Boop. Boop. Beep. Uh oh. Uh-oh. That's not good. Um, you're blind. Oh dear. You have been blind. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, friend, you cannot see. Uh, At the end of your next turn, you can make a constitution saving throw. Um, But yeah, you you can't see. You cannot see. And uh, because that happened, she's actually also going to use something else. And she casts Spider Climb on herself and uh, goes scuttling away very rapidly up the side of one of the main pillars that supports the uh, the circle. So you now have a half spider creature scuttling around looking incredibly dis- uh, disturbing. <laughs> Does she still have okay, a-, and then- <laughs> a spider creature with glasses on? Yes, she does. Yes, um, yeah. So, and um, the next turn is one of the zombies, and uh, because all this has been happening, I think they are closest to Kiriki. So they're going to take a swipe at you, buddy. Idea. That misses. The three of them, though. So I have to do a couple of that them. hits. One misses. One of them hits. That misses. Okay, so you have the two human ones uh, that go and they try and swipe you at the same time and they basically clock each other in the face and they go and reel away. Uh, The toon kind, however, is slightly more on the ball and lunges forward and swipes at you with a disgusting uh, dead hand and uh, rolls. Oh heck, what is it? It's a D6 plus 
two. Okay. Okay, so you get you get seven seven zombie damage. Ouch. And uh, yes. Oh my goodness, Cranky is cranking out the artwork so fast. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um. So yeah, you you've got uh, a zombie swipe on you, which is uh that's not great. Uh, but that is all that happens. That is all that happens this time. Okay. Um. And now it's Kiriki's go. Um. Kiriki. Does not actually want to hurt the zombies because, like, they know that they're just corpses just being controlled. Um, they would go after the like the half halfling lady, like halfling toon lady, because this is the person doing the controlling. But also, they're halfway up a wall now, aren't they? Um, are there no ranged weapons? Uh, I mean, I could chuck a dagger at her. You know what? Got to chuck a dagger at her. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Kiriki pulls out a dagger and tosses it, and please, oh, and misses horrendously. That's a natural one. Is and because it's a natural one, and also because. You did something that rogues typically do. From behind you, you hit very slowly. Oh, how original throwing a dagger. Oh, I've never seen that before. And uh, the zombies are heckling you. You take, uh, hang on, let's do the game. Oh, God. You take three. You take three ego points. You have one ego point. The problem with this is. When you hit zero, you will be devastated. And by that, I mean you will basically have no confidence. You will have a disadvantage on all attacks, and you will have disadvantage on all saving throws. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Now, Kiriki doesn't want to be like that. Okay. Kiriki, all right, now that, like, Kiriki tried to make their move i think the next thing they're gonna do is they won't want to be near the zombies they're gonna take a bonus action to disengage again and just get the heck out um so they kind of run away from the zombies um say because i was so mean you do a cool flip and you uh land in one of the other rows of seats yeah okay that that's cool kiriki likes doing cool flips um and now it's fitch's go and as i said before fitch can't technically attack but are there any like hammers or spanners or little tools scattered about the place that are within easy I'm reach? Say that yeah, not within easy reach. Uh, I can say that you can send uh, Fitch to scout for them, but they aren't close by. Uh, Fitch does have like 60 feet moving range, so it's like twice what normal movement would be. Oh hell! Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. All right. You you can find the the object, but it is like sixty feet away because you basically have to zip down one of those corridors and go into the maintenance room. But there's loads. Okay. Yeah. So um, Kiriki kind of makes a series of like little clicky whistly noises at Fitch, and Fitch just goes zooming off, and there they go. <laughs> Time will figure out what they bring back. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it is my turn again, and aren't you glad about it? Because down from the heavens comes herself, and you have never been happier to see her. Uh, she is 
resplendent, resplendent, and uh, she she's sort of scattering light that's coming from the chandelier through her body, and she just goes, ah! and this huge vibration travels out, and she is basically doing an attack. Okay, that's great. Okay, it hit all of the zombies. It is a radiant style attack, which I have made Ooh. up. Uh, so I am going to do 2d4. Okay, so, um, oh, blame me, that doesn't divide very well. Hmm. Okay, yeah, two two of the zombies take three damage, one of them takes one damage, the two kind only takes one, the humans take three. And they all sort of gasp and look upwards and are dazzled by this vision of originality and beauty and they remember a part of themselves and say, oh i remember the first performance i saw her interrupt it was so wonderful oh yes i remember that i gave that actual play the worst dissing I've ever seen. Thank goodness the ghost came and wrecked it. Otherwise, there may have been casualties just like us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the necromancer is very annoyed by this because, uh, yeah, Are you sure are these guys aren't, uh... Are you sure these guys aren't Muppet-born? persuaded. <laughs> I'd be persuaded, yes, they could stand on a wall file. Uh... <laughs> yes. Oh no. Basically. Um but yeah, so um they are temporarily distracted. And uh, it is now Fran's go again, I believe. Right. Fran is blind, but she can hear that there's still a bunch of zombies right behind her. So she's just going to sweep her hammer behind her anyway. Okay. Uh I will make you roll at disadvantage, but go for it. Uh, yeah even worse yeah no that's fair that's that's not gonna happen uh which is yeah unfortunate but uh you, you do your best you do your best and uh, uh the, the good part about this is um because the, the zombies are distracted and you failed they actually don't uh diss you for doing uh, a conventional attack <laughs> so you don't get any ego points of uh damage um, okay, it's the end of your turn, so make a constitution saving throw to see if you get over this blindness. Uh, oh, sorry. Too bad. Damn. Uh, is it Colin? It's Colin's go. Yep. Uh, yeah, crossbow. Crossbow time again. Nice. One. Beep. Beep Oh, there we go. That's pretty there dang go. good. That is very good. In fact, because you moved to a new location, you could actually get a bed bead on her. Oof! Oof! Yeah. 
that does 11 damage for sure nice. and uh yeah yeah the necromancer sort of oh, she, she she gets hit in the arm and she almost looks like she's gonna fall off the wall but she kind of swings downwards so she's standing sideways on this pillar and sort of says that was my writing arm and she's really angry now <laughs> <laughs> get down yeah, and maybe we can make this easy for everyone uh, she's, she's not she's not pleased about this uh, and what she's going to do uh, requires you to make a constitution saving throw okay Pardon? that is a d20 one you do make it okay um, a black beam of enervating energy springs from her hand, uh, the the functioning one, but it misses because she's not left-handed, uh, which is very good because uh, if she had hit you, that was a ray of enfeeblement, and that can be kind of annoying. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah, that but, can wreck you. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's irritating as well. So uh, yeah, that, that misses you. And now it is the zombies again, so I have to make a bunch of rolls. Um, one of them has lumbered forward enough to take a swipe at Colin, so I'll do that one first. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> Pretty sure that hits. Level 20. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be... Colin, you take three damage, and as this typewriter headbutts you, basically, and leaves a bunch of key imprints in the back of your hat, <laughs> which is rude. Very rude. Makes a wonderful clack, click, 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 clack sound. And uh, the paper that's being written is uh, pulled out by its hand and it passes it to you. Do you read the piece of paper? Yes. Unoriginal crossbows are so last year. <laughs> One out of five stars. So <laughs> you take one, two, three. You take two ego points of damage, so you're all down to six. Okay, and now I've got two more of these. Um, one of them, I'm sorry to say, is going to go after Kiriki. Oh, oh no. god, yeah, oh, that, no. hits. that hits. That's a d6. Oh my god, that's a big hit. Kiriki is that's not a six. good. How are you doing there, Kiriki? Uh, Kiriki is on nine hit points. Okay. Okay, noted. Apologies, except not okay. because I'm evil, because I'm the DM. It's okay. <laughs> it's my job. I'm sorry. Uh, fortunately, fortunately, they're still bedazzled, so they don't actually uh, have anything witty to say to reduce your ego to nothing. Okay, uh, the other one is going to have a go at you. Man. Okay. They've basically lumped uh, out a bit more now. That's twelve. Does not do it. Sorry. Uh, that, you just ridding me of the DM. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm uh, back. But so that uh, makes 12, it, yeah. a 12 does not hit. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, so this is this is the lady zombie, and she wildly swings at you, but your ego is so strong and you're so tall and beefy that you just kind of lean out of the way this zombie kind of pathetically staggers forwards into the aisle. Which is especially uh, impressive considering pretty... I can't see them coming. 
Yeah, that was extremely cool. Yeah. <laughs> I may be able to make you take disadvantage on that, but honestly, we've played it out, so I don't care. Uh, Kiriki is... Uh, Kiriki is, like, for lack of anything better to do, like, where exactly is the, the necromancer? Um, she's still on this pillar. Uh, she's sort of s- sidling around it, in fact, so she has uh, a little bit of cover. It's half cover. Um, but she's off the floor on a vertical surface. So, like, is there any way of getting up at her, or is am I just kind of throw another dagger? <laughs> You want to try and uh, climb? If you do really well, I'll allow you to try and hit her. Yeah, because like, um, yeah, Kiriki's good at climbing, so acrobatics. Yep. Um, yep, go for it. Uh, that's a twenty-six. Oh, yes. Does a twenty-six do it? Woo! <laughs> yeah, and in fact, it's so cool that the uh, the zombies stop looking at um, the the ghosts and it, the other players and sort of give you a round of applause, like a, not a sarcastic one. They think that was extremely cool and you regain. Nice. Uh, three ego points. You're back up to four. Hey. I, I may not be good with daggers, but I can climb and that's all that really matters when you're a rogue. <laughs> um, all right, so Kiki's oh, yeah. gonna points try and... Yeah, Kiriki's going to get in range of uh, the necromancer lady and then because he's only really got one arm, he can't afford to kind of let, they, like, they can't afford to like let go with that one arm. Gonna do this weird kind of clawing kick at her instead, which basically does the same thing, but I just want to make sure I can actually describe the movement properly. So uh, d20 plus five. Does a 20 hit? Ooh, them Ooh. good rolls. I was saving all the good rolls till now. Okay, uh, and then I do come in when you need them. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, and I do seven damage. Nice. Because that was all so good, and that was pretty damn powerful for a blow, especially where her hit points are at. Uh, you kick her off the pillar. She comes off the pillar. She like goes. And lands in some of the seats. And um, when this happens, the back doors open, and uh, there's someone standing in the doorway. And you can't really make out what kind of a person this is because they are completely covered from head to toe in a black robe, and they have a big black hat with a wide circular rim and mask that is. Pure ivory white with a big long beak and black glass lenses for eyes and a stitched impassive mouth. This is the specialist. Oh dear. Oh. Looks like we're not getting paid, guys. <laughs> uh, yes, and perhaps worse, from behind him appears the original son of a, this is Gokdan son of a, and he has just seen you kick his sister <laughs> off a pillar. You have no context, but that just happened. <laughs> so uh, that's a bad situation for you. And uh, yeah, he basically uh, yells for this plague doctor to do something. However, it's not his go because it's the ghost's turn. And uh, they all come uh, and actually, sweep it's, down. Actually, it's actually Fitch's go. 
it's your turn. Okay, in all that role, uh, Fitch, what are you doing? Uh, Fitch is going like, so Fitch has gone, dashed out the back um, and fetched like a hammer or a spanner or some sort of tool that's kind of heavy enough that it was going to make a difference, but not so heavy that Fitch can't easily carry it. Um, okay. And it's going to drop the tool on the necromancer lady's head. Because <laughs> he can't. Because he's. And I'm gonna give you. Yeah, because the thing is, like again, Fitch can't make actual mm -hmm. attack rolls. Fitch has no weapons. Fitch can still pick things up and drop them from a height. <laughs> so this is <laughs> this works. That's really good. I love it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you advantage because she is prone. Okay. Um. Yeah. What? I don't even have. I don't even know what I add here. It's literally just dropping an item. Is that plus, like, it, would that be plus dex for aiming? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. <laughs> you um, don't even need the next roll, really, yeah. but you can. Okay. Yeah, if it had been a crit. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, do you roll for damage for this? Um... <laughs> Uh, how about one d four? I don't know. That seems a bit stingy. Um, roll d six. Sorry, uh, d six. Mod, sorry, you cut out there. Then one d one d six. Okay. Oh, of course, of course. Um, oh. Oh. I was trying to be generous. That's the one. Uh, but it does make a comical punk. And uh, again, you sort of hear this, ow! You still don't know who did the original ow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Poor Colin. This is amazing. Oh, believable. I love oh, Colin's little face. Injury. Yeah. He's so good. I love him. <laughs> We're all in the Colin fan club. Seriously, if someone made a plushie, I would buy that. Honestly. Shipping from New Zealand. Um, okay. Back to the drama. So not only has his brother just seen you kick his sister off the wall into the floor, he's now just seen your pet robot drop a spanner onto her while she was lying on the floor. Uh... So, yeah, he's, he's annoyed and uh, makes an ostentatious amount of screaming to direct this uh, ominous plague doctor towards you, who does take a step inwards. But um, the ghosts form a picket line, basically, and this is to see how effective that is against this ominous... Oh my goodness, that's exactly the same role as I made last time. Clearly, nice. it's supposed to be hey. 11. So, uh, that's not great, and this is a plague doctor, so he brings out a whip and just cracks it across all of them and some kind of radiant light comes off it and basically disperses the ghosts. They don't look like they're being destroyed, but they basically are scattered into particles and this plague doctor keeps walking towards you. Uh, Fran, it's your go. I'm afraid you're still blind. I am still <laughs> blind, but I, I have heard... Uh the the brother son of a come in and start shouting so she oh. she shouts out yo dude did you know your sister's a necromancer 
Uh, the brother doesn't do anything. Uh, if you if you could see him close up, his eyes kind of got a little bit wider and looked to the side. What happens is the plague doctor stops and turns around and looks at Sonova and says, Is this true? And Sonova looks kind of sheepish and kicks his heel. He says, What my sister does is none of my affair. None of my affair. That's nothing to do with me. But, uh, sir, isn't she the author of tonight's play? I suppose I should actually confirm this before I... No, no, well, it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. Exactly the same name. You know, it happens. It's a really common surname, son of a... And, she uh, came looking uh, for it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so basically what you've done is prevent the uh, the Plague Doctor from making a move on you. So, Fran, that was an incredibly good idea. Uh, yeah. But that was a bonus action because you were just talking. Uh, what do you want to do? Um... She, she, yeah, uh, she's still blind, and all she's good at is hitting stuff real good. So she's gonna try and hit something, and it'll be a big adventure to see who it actually hits. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll hit with uh, disadvantage. We'll see if anything happens. Uh, oh, that's dear. already oh, a no. Oh dear. <laughs> All right, well, the good news is you didn't roll a natural one because then things might have happened. Uh, yeah. But you, you swing around wildly and uh, there's a sort of general as the zombies lean uh, casually out of the way. And uh, the lady amongst them who stumbled past you before sort of says, a fighter who can't hit something? Well, that is original. So you take... <laughs> D three, you take two ego points of damage, but it ain't shit because you've got ten, so you're <laughs> down to eight. Oh yeah, and I realize I've actually been rolling the wrong uh, number for my con throw, so maybe this will go better. Oh no! Okay. Nice. Well, yeah, <laughs> Okay, apparently, apparently this insult stung you so badly it got rid of the blindness because you shake it off. Like, ah, ah, and uh, yeah, you're back. You're back, baby. Yeah. What up? Uh, oh, shoot. Oh. Yeah, uh, Colin. Uh, can Colin, Colin run over and grapple uh uh, heck of a absolutely, and she's prone, so you have advantage. Go for it, oh, my tiny. Wait, 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 wait. Can... I have a pair of manacles. Can I handcuff her? The answer is yes. <laughs> he does Do that. It. Cuff them. Do it. Um, actually, I'm not even going to make you roll for that because she's prone, and this is an item that I believe you have expertise in. So, yeah, you you dunk over onto her. I don't know why I said dunk. It's just a really good verb. Don't hate me. Um, and yeah, you, you cuff you cuff the halfling, and she's already bloodied. She's she looks really dizzy. But um, yeah, that was a really good idea. So you have cuffed the halfling necromancer. Congratulations. Um, and it was going to be her go next, but because of that, because of that, and she's already injured, she she can't 
make a move. Uh, it is, however, the zombies go. So one of them is near to Fran. It's going to hit. Oh uh, yeah, that will hit. Okay. Yeah. So again, the uh, the lady zombie sort of lumbers over and sort of gives you uh, a comically over strong slap on the back saying, oh, I haven't laughed this hard since, well, I don't think I ever have, actually. Um, so, you know, this was basically a consolation for how badly you just did. But it actually hurts your feelings. <laughs> you, you take four psychic damage or whatever the equivalent of that is, emotional trauma. <laughs> One of them is... One of them is out of range, actually, because Kiriki is actually um, okay, still on the pillar. Yeah. The other one is going to try and take uh, a go at Colin. Oh dear, Colin. I'm sorry. Typewriter friend has caught up with you and uh, sort of looks at you. And that's weird because it doesn't have any eyes. And uh, if anything, like that's the most disconcerting thing about this, because you're just stared at by this eyeless critic that is dead. And uh, a couple of uh, a short amount of typing happens, and he rips off the piece of paper and hands it to you. Of course, Colin reads it. Concept was there, but the execution lacking. <laughs> oh, Colin. Purple puns hurt you very bad. So, yeah, you take hit points, and uh, I think that's that's probably worth the ego points as well. Mm. If Discord's going to let me roll some dice. Oh, <laughs> you take three. Three ego. Three. Uh, and yeah, so next is Kiriki, who's uh, looking cool, hanging about on that pillar. Um, okay, so we've got, like, I think, I think um, Kiriki's going to jump down from the pillar and kind of go uh, and try and use some, like, sleight of hand. He wants to kind of, sorry, let me word this. Kiriki knows that magic users tend to need some sort of magical focus in order that for them to actually cast spells. Um, and for mm -hmm. like if this spell is still ongoing, maybe try taking the magical focus away from the spellcaster. So he's going so they are going to um basically just rummage through Hecova's pockets until um, they find <laughs> something. Brother. So, sorry? Yeah, this, this is gonna have repercussions. <laughs> so, what do I roll for this? Do I just roll sleight of hand? Yeah, sure. That'll do. Yeah. I think it's like sleight of hand if you're like specifically uh, pickpocketing. Yeah. Wouldn't this is... be like investigation? Yeah, I think this would be more like an investigation. Yeah. Okay, investigation. Then. Investigation. Okay, that's actually higher than my sleight of hand, so I'm not complaining. Hey. Oh, <laughs> we did you a favor. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Uh you you rummage about, you rummage about this halfling uh through her pockets in front of her brother and <laughs> did not find it. We anything. did just then... make our our intention pretty clear already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
totally um but yeah you give her a, a good old search and my voice is still connected i hope yes it is sorry the bar went down to red that's always worrying yeah, um good. but you don't actually find anything in pockets on her person and then you have a stroke of inspiration and you pull her horn rimmed glasses off and she oh. goes no and uh that's that's it that you found a magical spell focus and uh she can't see properly <laughs> either so fran you revenge <laughs> all right um, now Kiriki, how does it feel babe Kiriki, uh tosses the glasses to the floor and stomps on them because like regular glasses can be replaced Ooh. magical focuses however when there are zombies about should possibly be destroyed <laughs> okay when you do that all of the zombies go oh thank god and fall over and they are dead, probably dead again, uh, which is still kind of sad, but they look really relieved this time. Like, they, they aren't paralyzed with that terrible bored expression. They just look like, oh, thank goodness. And also, you kind of feel like they had a bit of fun. So, you know, they, they actually had some fun before they passed away. So you've actually given them a peaceful passing. And lo, you see three ghosts rise up from them and they sort of look at their spectral selves which somehow look more beautiful than their corporeal forms and they're all pearly and uh the great bantam of the opera sinks down from the ceiling and bows low and they all bow and uh yes they, they she says welcome to our company will you join and they say oh yes Marvelous! I love this opera house. I never wanted to leave. And they all walk off together in through the walls into off stage, uh, just having a great talk to each other. Hurrah! And that's, I like that's how, how that one all, all the ghosts are just like, yeah, we're having a great time. It's great. <laughs> These are cool ghosts. They are. They are cool ghosts. Uh, Fitch, it's your go. <laughs> uh, Fitch is probably just gonna come and hover next to Kuriki because like there's not really much left to do now so go back to and Kuriki hasn't given any new orders so Fitch is just going to kind of like okay resume being next to Ona yep that's it oh nice um yeah okay so the ghosts have uh disappeared <laughs> however there are two people who haven't and uh, one of them is besides himself he's completely irate and doesn't apparently fully understand what's going on because uh the halfling son of her comes and just starts yelling at you like a boss that uh, has ruled you for years which is weird because he's only just met you so that's kind of rude and he's just like what do you think you're doing to my sister i hired you to get rid of those ghosts and what have you done you've given me three more of them this is ridiculous <laughs> Plague, I command you to kill all these terrible people who are clearly contributing to the plague of Ghost Ain. No offense, that's just your name. It's really inconvenient. That name is really inconvenient. If you have a real Mark, name. Mark, uh, just a second. May yep. I bop him over the head with the massive script? May absolutely do that. And I'll give you advantage because he's not paying attention to you. I don't know how much damage a script would do. Like 1d4? How much? Like he's doing much force. He's not using much force. 1d3? Let's do that. Uh... 
Oh well. Uh, yeah. You you I I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's more than that. Like, cause have you ever picked up a a bone dictionary? Because that's yes. what this is. It's just, it's a big ass book. So I'm gonna say that's two. Uh, because because I do, and I'm God in this game, so ma ha 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 ha, the power has gone to my mind. Um, but I just love the idea so much. So yeah, Colin, you you drop that that tome upon the halfling's head, and he says, "I don't think that was necessary," and falls over <laughs> flat on the face because uh, he he's not a fighter person and is not designed for this. And uh, you basically concussed this halfling, <laughs> and. Uh, with that, apparently the fight is over, but you are still left face to face with this extremely tall, impassive creature that's covered in this black outfit uh, with a whip, and you assume some other badass stuff that you haven't yet witnessed. What do you do? So we good. <laughs> it turns its face to look at you, Fran and looks at the halflings and looks at the zombies who are now not zombies and pulls off the mask and the hat and what is beneath is someone who looks incredibly like you colin it is just a giant white rook and they look almost exactly the same with or without the hat on and he says oh I'm so glad. You know, I hate violence so much. Uh, yeah, glad to take care of it for you, my dude. But, you know, I feel like there's something not quite right that... Because this is... Oh, dear, what are we supposed to do? It was opening night. I had front row seats. And uh, from the eve, you hear some clattering. And from the direction in which you heard so long ago that bolt disappear and someone say, ow, someone comes out uh, robbing their posterior. And they're surrounded by a troop of actors. And they are sort of looking madly glad and happy and wide awake but they look like they've been like awake for days it's like the kind of you've seen it in students like we've been working for deadlines and we're as good as zombies uh make an insight roll okay and some kids okay he did not do well <laughs> No, none of you did well. Uh, <laughs> so the frontmost person of these staggers forwards and uh, says, "Did one of you shoot me in the ass?" <laughs> no, I apologized. Right. Well, that 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 confirms. Well, anyway, I suppose I should thank you because that actually woke me up. We've been. We've been under some kind of control. We we was supposed to be doing this terrible play, and we basically said, nah, mate, and all the people behind him are nodding and say, oh, wow, it was the worst play I've ever read. I nearly died reading it, never mind being in it. And uh, so you uh, are told, basically. Um, I don't know why I made that insight roll. It just felt like you should roll something. Um, but they were <laughs> under the control of both uh, the son of us because they needed to put on this play and uh, the brother actually didn't know about the necromancy deal 
he was just trying to get his sister into the showbiz because, uh, yeah, she needed a job. And she'd been into weird stuff, so he thought it would be a healthy change for her. Well, look how that turned out. Um, yeah, and they are Good sort of clamoring around you. And he, the the foremost actor sort of goes up to the plague doctor and says, oh, man, that is a wicked outfit. You know what? What just happened with all you lot? I think I heard some of that song. Could you, could you do that again, like, tonight? Because we've got to put something on, and we cannot put on that play. But what happened today? That was well cool. And the ghosts come back through the wall and say, hello, hello, hello. You want us to put on a show? <laughs> and they are so excited. So what do you say? Do you want to be part of the play? He kind of just looks at the others shrugs and nods and it's just like hell yeah hell yes yeah. <laughs> excellent. excellent uh everybody roll performance just to see how it goes oh dear i'm not good at this Kirky does not have good charisma oh jeez we need to stop rolling at the same time i think i'm the one on top and cranky's the one on I'm bottom i'm the one with yeah. the plus three Excellent, yeah. yeah. Wait, okay, we... so Colin, you you totally rock this. <laughs> Everybody is like kind of wowed by you, and after this play, like you get job offers to do like <laughs> talent. You you get an offer for yeah, you get an offer for a, a, a weird play that's like um, an an inspector calls. You've never heard of it, but eh, you know it's got an inspector in it. You might be able to do it. Uh, Kai, uh Kiriki, you, you're like you're clearly not cut out for the stage. You're kind of shy. Nope. You can do the stunts, um, but because you've kind of still got this ego damage, you you kind of fumble some of your lines, and you know people people can realize you're not an actor, but you know it's it's all part of the fun, and you put it on like in a couple of hours, so it's all right. Fran, you're just like you just do it, man. You're not the best actor, but you have such heart and you do it with such conviction and confidence that everybody gives you, like, they, you all get a huge round of applause afterwards and the play is a success. You can't put it on again because it was a sort of one night only thing, but the reviews are great and they were ghostwritten by three extremely <laughs> eminent past critics. Uh, so, yeah, you have... You have recovered all your ego points. Uh, you receive, because you did pretty good, um, you get 50 gold as payment. So that's wow. like, just for taking part in the play. And you also, because you made friends with the ghosts, uh, the bantam of the opera leads you into the attics behind the stage and bequeaths you with whatever you would like out of her own personal costume chest. Uh, so you all acquire an item of fancy dress to add to your disguise kit. It can be anything you like. It can be a scarf, a hat, a coat. And it gives you a plus two to performance, but only when you're wearing it. There you go. That that was my Bantam of the Opera riddle, which you have solved. Congratulations. That was delightful. Hey. Yeah. That was delightful. That was great. I love that. Oh, also, I forgot to add, but the the play, the plague doctor got to play the bad guy in the play, so he had a good time. <laughs> Amazing. Oh yeah. 
Spooky. Happy Halloween! And thank you for playing on such short notice because I, I really thought I wasn't going to be able to run one until November, so this was nice. <laughs> this was so much fun. Rain. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And I'm going to stop recording now, but that was that was great. And uh, yeah, I'll let you know when I'm going to do another game. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Yay.